Welcome back to Foster Adopt Minnesota's Let's Talk, a podcast that brings you valuable resources for prospective and current adoptive and foster families, as well as professionals. My name is Sunny, and I'm an education coordinator here at Foster Adopt Minnesota. And I'm Chris, also an education coordinator here at FAM. Today, we are having a conversation with our very own FAM colleagues, Haley and Kim. They have successfully coordinated FAM's first foster adopt shop. Okay, so we are grateful to have you both with us here today to share your experiences. Can you tell us about yourselves? Sure. Um, Thanks for having us here. Uh, I'm Kim Young. I'm the foster care and kinship specialist here at Foster Adopt Minnesota. So I'm essentially the first point of contact for families that are looking to start the foster care process or are looking to be a resource for relatives um, in care. And I've been here at FAM for, gosh, five years, I think, about, give or take. And I am Haley Wiesman. Um, I have been with FAM for about two and a half years. Um, Kim and I do very similar work. Um, she's on the foster care kinship side, um, and I'm the first point of contact for families wanting to start the um, adoption process. I love it. Um, so we are both glad and grateful that you are here. Um, okay, so first question, what is Foster Adopt Shop, and how did you come up with the idea? Yeah, so the Foster Adopt Shop is uh, a shop, essentially, at our office in St. Paul um, that is um, has new items for children in foster care, adoption, um, families, or kinship families. Um, and the idea is that um, it's a place where um, kids and families can come and pick out new things um, that can be theirs, that can follow them where they go, blankets, stuffies, clothes, things that maybe they had to leave behind and they don't have in their new homes. Um, This idea has been years in the making. Um, There are other organizations that do similar things, but there is definitely a need locally here. um, Well, across the state, actually, we're learning, but um, we wanted to offer this as a place, and we have recently moved offices or moved suites, and we have more space for it. So we got excited um, about the possibility to offer this. Uh, the idea, going back to the or second part of that question, the idea for me has been um, years in the making. My family often does like a holiday party where we um, choose an organization to collect gifts for and then donate those gifts. So we ask people, hey, can you add um, a, another family or another child to your list this year? And so um, we, we often call it party with a purpose. Um, and so we have a party. It doesn't have to be around the holidays. It could be any time of year, but party with a purpose and have invited people to come. And we've had such um, great participation with that um, in previous years that this year we decided we would hold on to that stuff for the work we do here at Foster Adopt Minnesota. And so that's kind of where the idea initiated for me. Haley, do you have anything to add? Yeah. um, And I mean, it's called the Foster Adopt Shop, but all of the items are free for families. They don't have to shop or purchase any of them. um, But um, I would frequently get calls. I think, Kim, you used to get some too from families being like, I have these items. Like, is there any way that we can give them to you or donate them? Um, And I would frequently refer out to other agencies, um, which was fine. It felt 
kind of like, I wish that we could do something with that. Um, but I had been getting those calls for, I think since I've been here. Um, so it was kind of nice. I, Kim, you brought it to me one day. You're like, what do you think about this idea to have this shop? And I was like, that's a brilliant idea because there's definitely a need for it. Um, we can like finally accept those donations from families and we can finally tell families, Hey, we have things for you if you need them. Yeah, because I think we get calls also on the flip side from families or social workers that are like, we have these new children in care, they need backpacks, they need this, where can we find those resources? And when we have these calls coming in one day that they have backpacks to donate and we have to turn them down because we had no space for it. And then the next day we have a family that needs those backpacks. How do we bring this all together so we can help help the people that want to give and help the families that that can utilize these things? So um, it's pretty exciting when we brought it to our um, executive director that, hey, we've got all this extra space now. What do you think? And it kind of evolved from there. So, And I think it's great, too, that because um, people do want to donate and, you know, help others out and we don't have to turn people away now. So kudos yeah. to making that brainstorm come to yeah. fruition. Yeah, oh, I love it. Yeah. Your smiles are huge for those <laughs> That you, but they are. So you're really exciting. We just had, I guess we should mention, we just had our first shopping experience. We kind of evolved this idea like maybe November, right before the holidays. Um, and then um, we just had our first shopping experience. Uh, was it last week or the week before? Two weeks. And ago, yeah. it was incredible how many families were able to participate um, and how many things got to children in need. And I mean, there was one little boy that sat on a bike and said, I've never had my own bike before and took off down the hallway on it. So um, it's pretty exciting to see kids be able to have something that is theirs um, and also helps the foster families, adoptive families, kinship families with the financial burden of all the things that kids need and want. So we can help both sides. Love it. Love it. All right. So who is eligible to shop? Yeah, so we wanted it to be accessible for all of the families that we serve, the foster adoption and kinship families um, in the community um, who have kids in their home of all ages. Um, we didn't, because we kind of, you know, manifested this idea, we don't really have a, um, a lot of... Uh, regulations around it. There, we don't have an income requirement for licensed or unlicensed um, kinship families. Um, yeah, so it's pretty open to the families in our community. Yeah, we like the idea that, um, I don't know, we make the rules sort of. <laughs> um, there's a lot of programming out there, right, that has, you can qualify if you have this, this, or that, or um, if you're a licensed family, or if you have, you know, different checkboxes, and we realize that there's a need regardless of whether you fit all of those checkboxes. Um, specifically, a lot of our um, kind of informal kinship families that we serve. So, you know, some of the grandparents or relatives that we're working with um, have children in their home, but they're at, at least at this time, it's like an informal placement. And so um, they don't qualify for expenses through the county or that kind of thing. And so it's been really nice to be able to allow those families to tap into something that doesn't have those check boxes that they're seeing other places. So, um, and then I guess we should mention too, like we're located in our main office is located in St. Paul. Um, it's open to families from 
in the entire state, uh, we obviously recognize that not everyone is able um, to travel and use this resource at this time. We do have staff in greater Minnesota and, you know, maybe someday, um, I mean, this is just evolving. So maybe someday we might be able to kind of expand where we are hosting these. But right now our physical office is in St. Paul. Um, and so we welcome anyone that can get to St. Paul or wants to have an excuse to come see us in St. Paul. Um, to come when we have these events. Yeah, so you mentioned that you already had your grand opening um, of this shop. And how often do you think the store will be open? Or what are you planning on? Yeah. Um, so the short answer is as often as we can replenish the inventory. Um, I think our vision is that we are able to offer it quarterly. We also could not have predicted how much of a need there was. We really have very few items at this time. Um, so we're right now, our focus is replenishing the inventory. So we have also a vision of maybe at some time being able to like accept appointments or kind of have some stuff available in between those quarterly times because obviously children come in and out of homes more frequently than quarterly. Um, and so if we get to a point where we have a constant um, inventory supply, we'd love to be able to, to offer those right now. We just don't have, have enough to offer that. And we don't want to have the event if we don't have enough to kind of go around. So, yeah. So we're not like currently um, advertising like our next one. We still have to do so much planning. And again, like Kim said, our focus right now is replenishing our inventory. Um, we have, you know, a few things left. So of course, if someone reaches out to us and they're like, we really need this, do you have anything? Of course, we'll check. Um, but hopefully we can rebuild that um, so that we can have future dates on the calendar soon. Well, it sounds like your first few shopping events were wildly successful and did they just go beyond, above and beyond your expectations? Yeah, so we, um, we like tracked the number of people just so that we could get an idea of how many people were interested. Um, and we wanted to create um, a good flow of people like throughout the day. So we started, um, we had the event um, Monday, or no, no, Tuesday through Thursday was our first like uh, block of times from noon to three with like half hour shopping times um, that people could come in. And that filled up so fast. Um, I think within 24 hours, it was all filled. Yeah. And we had, I think about 30, 40 people reaching out saying, hey, it's filled. Like, can I be on a wait list? Um, so we ended up opening um, a fourth day for Friday. Um, and then total between all four days, we had about 115 people, um, families and kids come by. So yeah, that's yeah, amazing. That so great. To hear. <laughs> really exciting. And we still had people reaching out, you know, after that, like, is there anything left? And, and even on Friday, inventory was low, you know, which it was nice that families knew that we had added Friday, you know, to try to accommodate that wait list. But it was already like pretty low on Friday just because we did have so much participation. And, and we've sent out a survey if you're listening and you were part of it, um, you know, please complete that um, because we do want to know like what people came looking for, what people didn't find, what they found that was helpful because we definitely had some surprises of what was a hot item and things that didn't go that we thought would. So we want to build the inventory to reflect what the kids and families need and want. So. Top three hot, hot items. 
Top three hot items. (laughs) I think the socks was number one, right? Yeah. Socks, toiletries, underwear, um, things that these foster families were like, we go through it so fast. And those aren't things that are really easily shareable. Um, um, At least kids don't want to. Um, one family actually shared, uh, desire for like those little like plastic shower caddies that, you know, are really hot right now before people go to college. She said that the kids come into her home and they're essentially strangers. And so using like the community shower stuff just doesn't feel comfortable for them. So she has a little caddy with a little label with each kid's name on it and fills it with their own, their own loofah and their own shampoo and conditioner and stuff. And so she had that as a great idea to kind of look for, for inventory, which I thought was a great idea. Um, right. And it seems so simple to us, yeah. you know, like when you think about donating, you're like, Oh, I yeah. have to do like yeah. an outfit or clothes or a stuffed animal or a bike, but really it's the simple things that really matter. I think we replenished the sock bin like three times throughout the week. Cause we're like, Oh my gosh. So then I went to target and got more socks. And then we, um, we had had some gift cards donated throughout too, which is something else we can talk about. And so we're like, okay, we know what we need. And we put socks in and within a half hour, they were gone again. It was like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, But let's not forget the bikes. The bikes yeah. were yes. also gone well before or at the same time. Um, we had, um, Haley help me with the. It's Together We Rise. Um, yeah. They connected us with a couple organizations. Um, the group that donated the bikes as well. Yeah. Um, we got, I think, 10 bikes from them, um, bikes and helmets. Um, and then they also um, donated 10 STEM kits that had DIY bath bombs in them. Um, and those also went as soon as we got them in. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty exciting. Um, and unfortunately it's, you know, first come first serve. So, you know, sorry to the listeners that were there on Friday, you didn't see the bikes, but, um, (laughs) it's clearly something that was needed and excited. We did get a couple of photos of kids on their bikes and it was pretty fun to see. So, um, if you have connections out there to get some new bikes for kids, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. So on that note with, it sounds like people can donate big or small, I mean, whatever, whatever they can do. Um, how do you get donations and secure those donations? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it was just kind of word of mouth, people knowing about um, Foster.Minnesota and the work that we do. Um, You know, we post on social media back in November when we started um, kind of creating this. Um, And of course it was right around the holidays. So people are in the giving mood and everything. Um, But yeah, really just kind of word of mouth, emails, phone calls, our professional networks. Um, Kim, you've connected with some churches, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I've had like churches or like schools that have called and wanted to do like a drive. Um, we have a church coming up in August that is doing like a build backpack kits for, um, that they donate and they reached out, um, just through kind of, even through social connections. Um, I, I bring it up every chance that I can, um, to get the word out. Um, and in, and it's worked and, um, we did have sort of a a little log of people that had inquired as we were sort of developing this idea and we've reached back out to them. Hey, we have some space to donate now. Um, we had a woman reach out that was crocheting, um, little stuffed animals that were like crocheted and stuff. They were so cute. And those went really fast too. So, um, 
yeah, we just kind of, we, we set up an, a donation email now, um, donations at fosteradoptmn.org. So if you have something to donate, that email is for that, um, to set that up also for, um, workers or families, if they have questions or, um, you know, need stuff, we can definitely communicate that way too. So. And are you accepting new donations or gently used? Yeah. So the idea is that the items are brand new. Um, we just, so many kids, you know, come through foster homes and just have to use what the kid before them used and had to leave back behind so many of their belongings oftentimes, or they get lost in transition. And so the idea is that we really want them to just be able to have something that's new and belongs to them and gets to go with them. So for them to be able to pick out a stuffy and a blanket and some new jammies and a backpack just, just for them. Um, and obviously we want the socks and underwear to be clean and new for them. Like, please no <laughs> underwear. Um, <laughs> Good to know. Um, no use toothbrushes either. Toothbrushes <laughs> are another hot item, but we'd, we'd like them to be new as well. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the hope, um, to offer these kids, you know, something that they don't always get that chance to have. You've both mentioned the top three hot items what other items are available or you hope to have available for shoppers? Yeah. So we were kind of working on organizing all of our donations, you know, earlier this year. Um, one thing is we felt like we had a lot of clothing items, but of course we had a lot in like various sizes. So, um, I think building up more clothing for, you know, all sizes, um, there's kids, you know, zero to 18 in foster care. Um, we saw a lot of kinship families coming in. Um, you know, they had placement of, you know, an infant. So like the baby clothes that we had were really helpful for them. Um, but clothing for teenagers too, um, shoes, shirts, jeans, we've had requests for, um, we had a bunch of winter gear and that went really fast. Other like games for teenagers, um, I think is really helpful. We've had families mention gas cards and food cards. Um, so it would be something that, you know, very easily could be mailed to our office if needed. Um, so those are a few of the things. We had a bunch of backpacks and duffel bags as well. And those also went, went really quick. Um, so I think those were needed for sure. Yeah, definitely highlighting those teenagers, you know, so even like smaller adult clothing or regular size adult clothing. Um, you know, so there's a lot of teenagers that are quite tall. Um, so yeah, just kind of focusing on some of those teen items. I think we'd like to build up a little bit, but like Haley said, there were a lot of, um, kinship families that maybe had little ones. So, um, I know there was a request for like diapers and wipes and even formula that's not expired and not opened. That was something that we had a couple cans of that went pretty quickly. So basically we would take any, like any new items, toys, games, books, toiletries, like if you think your kids would want or need it, or you've needed it in your home, we can probably find a home for it. So. I love it. And especially the teenagers, I would imagine, mm -hmm. because they often get forgotten, you know, mm -hmm. and especially with back to school, just mm -hmm. around the corner. Yeah. I think. Definitely. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so who should our listeners contact to make an appointment? Yeah. 
Yeah. So we have, like Kim mentioned, that donations at foster.mn.org email. You can reach out to us at any time. Um, otherwise, there's a bunch of ways to contact us on our website too. Um, we'll get you connected to the right person. Um, you can DM us on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Um, just reach out, reach out to us and we'll get you connected. If, if families are local in the Metro, we would definitely um, set up a time for you to drop it off at the St. Paul office. Uh, we have an I vision idea, um, no current plans, but of kind of moving around the Metro um, and having like drop-off times, like finding businesses that we can connect with, like, hey, we're going to be in the North Metro at this location on this day if you have something to donate and kind of move around the metro area. Um, sending, we get a lot of questions about sending things to us. Um, can we Amazon things to you? And we we love that idea, but our building is unfortunately a locked building and packages don't always make it to us. And we just don't want you to send something that we never see. So um, we prefer that we don't have things mailed to us at this time. But if like Kaylee mentioned, there was um, a lot of requests for like, hey, it'd be great to have a pizza night with our family. So like if you can donate like a gift card for pizza or an outing for the families, that's something that could be mailed. The USPS mail gets to us just fine. It's just those packages that we've had a hard time with. So we can always talk and arrange and brainstorm for different ideas. If you aren't in the area and want to help, um, we'll happily um, have open conversation about that. And just a reminder, this was our very first time doing this. So we know there were some kinks along the way, but we're working through it and we just hope it gets bigger and better and we can continue to provide this service for the families we serve. Did you both feel like Oprah? Like you get a bike, you get a bike. <laughs> a uh, bit, but Oprah's way cooler than me. <laughs> it was so cool though. It was nice because like we're kind of behind the scenes, behind our laptops, behind the phones all day, every day for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, so like actually getting to see the families come in and talk to them um was really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. We had a lot of good conversations with little ones and big ones. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. And for our listeners too, they, Haley and Kim shared photos of before and after, and it's, it was just so amazing to see everything go. Yeah. yeah it was fun. So we're, we're energized and ready to do it again. We just uh, need help. So spread the yeah. word um, and reach out donations at fosteradoptmn.org. Okay, will do. Thanks for being here with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today for Let's Talk. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to our podcast and tune in again soon.